You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone and welcome to a drinks with johnny thirsty thursday no no this one's gonna be friday we're it's a thursday that we're recording right now but uh we're gonna drop this tomorrow morning um sam is uh messing with his mom right now who just entered the room how you doing sam i'm doing good my mom just left she just made a surprise visit uh right when we were about to push the car are you so so rude to your mother by the way i was like so rude don't say that she will beat that up (laughs) see told you sam Uh, no, I love my mom, and she's one of our biggest fans. Oh, so she actually listens to the show? She is one of the few family members that actually <laughs> listen to the show. None of my family members listen to the show. I don't know. I think my dad does, maybe. I think he, because he always like. Brandon, makes do you have anybody that? that, that I, I I have people at work that like would tell me things that I say on the show. And I'm like, how do you know that? And they're like, we listen to the show. I was like, oh wow, maybe I should start watching what I actually say on here. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny no, that you say that. Actually, that. all the crap you guys give me about me masking some stuff uh, for my job, but yeah, it happens. <laughs> well, you can't all be rock stars like unapologetic rock stars like Johnny. Someone's got to do it. Not everyone can, <laughs> but someone's got to do it. Yeah, we don't get canceled. We get fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, getting canceled is actually probably a, a good notch on the belt these days. I feel like everyone who gets canceled is coming back like bigger and better than ever. It's crazy. You want to get canceled right now? Yeah, how? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't put Brando on that. It will happen. <laughs> I love how we're starting this today, guys. Uh, this is a fantastic conversation already. Um, I'm excited. You guys could tell that I am not at uh, my home bar. Even though I think, Brandon, you might be at my home bar. It looks like you're at my home bar. I, I am. I'm just I'm watching it for you just in case. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually in Ohio right now. Uh, just arrived for tomorrow's show at, uh, what are they calling this one? Sonic Temple. Uh, had dinner with Danny Wimmer and Danny Hayes last night uh, at a really nice steakhouse. It was, uh, it was a really fun dinner, um, complete with uh, laughs and business talk as well. So it was really cool. Been uh, friends with those guys for a long time, so good to see them. And uh, yeah, this background right here is part of my hotel room. There's a there's a fucking bed over there, but you can't see that. I'm not showing you where I'll be sleeping tonight. Where's the VR goggles? They're next, to the bed. <laughs> They're next to the bed. Don't worry. <laughs> we were talking that's about that you last asked night. Me for the link earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why. That's why. Filthy uh, Friday. That's what this is, guys. Filthy Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Fuck. We got a. Uh, in LA, my buddies were were texting me if I was going to go to it. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold. We're doing. Um, uh an art show did you see that sam brando i did i saw the post uh i'm loving this artist that uh you guys picked uh, to do all the art so do you know much about it i know are they just doing like a play and then a playing of the album and then you know i don't samantha at the office told me a while ago this plan and now i've forgotten it i forgot it was even going to happen so um (laughs) i i know that there's going to be the art and it's another kind of I don't want to say immersive experience because then that that infer uh, it makes people think of the augmented reality stuff we did in Vegas. It's not that. It's it's an art show, complete with a lot of Westlings art. I think we might even have. I, I I don't want to say anything for sure, so don't quote me on this. But I think we even have like some props and stuff going up and and whatnot. So just a just an experience like a pop up. But I mean, we're so happy with the with Westlings art on this record. Um, obviously, I mean, we knew he was going to knock it out of the park. That's why you fucking work with a guy less, like Wesling. Um, but, uh, or we were fortunate enough that he even 
was willing to work with us, to be honest on this one. So uh, having having his artwork uh, accompany this, uh, you know, album and piece of music that we're putting together, it's just too it's too fucking good. <laughs> we want we wanted everyone to like have an experience with it. So, um, yeah, that's basically what that is. I get home Saturday morning, though, and Lacey has a tennis tournament. So I'll be with a Frankie. I could probably get a sit. I just don't know if I'm going to go up to L.A. yet or not. My original plan was to go. And now I just now that the day's actually here, I'm kind of like, uh, I'll, I'll see. So if you're going to go, you may see me. You may not. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I feel to like you're going to be pretty, uh, pretty hung over on Saturday, too. Nah, I'm a good boy. No, no. OK, just got why would I be hung over? I've got a show tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, tonight, because we're, rec- we're releasing this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because after your show, no confusion. After my show, what, is it I'm going five to in the morning. You're just going to stumble onto the plane. Yeah. Well, I can't do what I did in Vegas. That's for sure. Because we have a lobby call at seven thirty in the morning to get to our nine forty flight. So, yeah, that's right. not going to happen. And I'm not staying. Well, that up was a celebration too. That was you know, the first that was, that was, one. That was that was the first. Yeah. One. We'll see how the night goes. <laughs> I, I did forget that. Brandon, are you going? Be there. Yeah. yeah. You're there, right? I technically am there right now. <laughs> oh. See what so, you did there. <laughs> there will be an influence there then. Yeah, <laughs> of, of course. Yeah. My dad's going to be out too, though. You're going to meet my. You're going to meet Daddy, the real Daddy Christ. Um, I'm excited because <laughs> I've never met him. He, yeah, he, he he's funny online. He comments on a lot of shit. Does he? I haven't looked in a yeah. long time. Oh yeah, he used to get on all the live chats during the the cringy era of, oh, yeah. of live. Yeah, that's where I got that's my right. cringiness from. It doesn't fall far from the cringe tree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, man, uh, it'll, it'll be exciting i mean it's his first show in a long time too obviously so it'll be good to have some family there like i did last week in in florida that was awesome um how was so. florida i didn't really get to talk to you guys about it didn't we talk about it on the podcast yeah we did oh yeah, yeah. what okay. are you talking about <laughs> frankie came out so what, what what did you go out the next day though do you or did you just come home no, no, we stayed until Sunday, actually. We had the show Friday night, and we stayed the next two days at the at the hotel resort, um, which was a really nice... Oh, that's right. We, yeah, it was a really great resort that we stayed at. Uh, f- super kid-friendly is, like, everything is in Orlando. Like, there's not a resort that's not kid-friendly in Orlando. So, uh, really cool. Um, yeah, had a really nice dinner at the rooftop bar with Lacey. Dropped Frankie off at the kids' camp. It was a Michelin star restaurant at there. Uh, so... Ooh, yeah, everything was good. Uh, Brian and Michelle also had reservations at the same time, so we pretended not to see each other as we went to, into the into the restaurant, and uh, and then they sent us over some some beluga uh, caviar. So uh, it was it was that kind of night. It was that kind of fancy ass night. We had a good time. Nice. Yeah. We get to see each other for Memorial Day party. Yeah, Memorial Day house. weekend. This weekend, big big weekend. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. Barbecue at my house on Monday, Sam. Brandon, if you want to fly out for it, feel free. I doubt you will, though. Um, he's already there. Look at him. Yeah, he's already yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting everything ready. But, <laughs> so I got the tennis tournament. We got the art show this weekend. And then, of course, what I think the three of us are most excited for, at least I'll speak for myself, what I'm most excited for this weekend isn't even what we're doing with my band. It's AEW's Double or Nothing from Las Vegas, the big, big, big pay-per-view with uh, our boy Darby, who we just had on the show earlier this week, is going to be doing his first main event pay-per-view match. And uh, I think that's super special for him. Couldn't be more proud as we talked a lot about it on the episode. And then just watching Dynamite uh, last night, man. I got I got more hyped. I was like I was already really hyped, and then like last last night's dynamite, the go home edition was was awesome. Did you guys catch it? I saw a clip. So yeah, I skipped around a little bit. I was uh was being a dad, right? So Owen didn't go to sleep till fucking like eleven o'clock. So I was kind of chasing him around while I was watching. So I caught bits and pieces. I got. Does he pay attention at all to it, or or do you like wrestle around with him during it, or? Yeah, he does because he knows some moves now, man. They hurt. Does he got a drop? Does he got a mean drop kick? I think that was like Frankie's first move was a drop kick. Right now he's on the bunzai drop. He's got the rikishi down, man. We watched oh, a lot of sick. old school too, so he's he's got the butt drop down. That's 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 a must. I like it. I yeah. like it. 
so yeah, uh, I know you skipped around. Sam said he saw clips. Uh, thanks for doing your guys' homework. You knew we were going to do this today, and you didn't watch the whole thing like I did. I didn't know. <laughs> we I talked did. about it on the podcast. When we literally said goodbye to Darby, I said, let's follow up after Dynamite, and we'll have a follow-up of us talking about the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. There was no direct text message that said, hey, guys, watch Dynamite I got to follow up. I got to follow up my, my, yes. my, my, my spoken word with a text message these days. Yes, yes. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't have had time this weekend. Anyways. I know. It's all my, good. My I'll, wife I'll walk owns a, the I'll controller walk, until the weekend. A, you know what? I'm going to walk you guys through what, hap- uh, what happened on Wednesday please, Dynamite. Please, please. And uh, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. So, yeah, you got, you got the main event we already covered. You know, MJF cut. An, uh, so, first, Jungle Boy does a little promo that he's recorded and about him getting to Las Vegas the night before, right? And he's talking about how each time he's been at Double or Nothing and driven into uh, into Vegas, he's a little bit of a different person. There's a little bit of something going on, but he's ready to take everything and win this title on Sunday night. So he's, he does a pretty cool promo there. Later on in the night, MJF comes out to the ring. He's cutting a promo, and Darby comes out. And... Uh, there was a couple interesting things on on MJF uh, his 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 uh, his promo that he was cutting on Darby. He was like, he was like, I, I don't care if you're gonna go walk or, or you know trip over yourself trying to hike uh, Mount Everest or whatever. And I was like, did MJF brought it up. listen? To, did MJF listen to our podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's the case, or if, or I'm sure Darby's talked about it other times too. I I don't know. But it did make me go pause for a second. You're like, did he just reference something from our podcast that, that Darby talked about? Because I didn't know that, you know, Darby was was climbing Everest. Apparently, everyone knows. I I thought I think it's awesome. But yeah, he was. Yeah. He was I don't know why you're surprised. What's that? Everyone listens to this, including MJF. So MJF, come I know on. Everybody listens come on to in. it. But MJF is just so highbrow. I didn't know if he would come down as a lowbrow for this. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. Yeah, I know, but we have, you know, he's he's into the crooners, the Italian singer scene. We've hey, dude, had, you did do uh, that Louis Prima, Prima thing. That was sick a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we got some similarities. Hopefully more to come on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to I'd love to have that guy come on and roast us cuz you know he wouldn't break character. He just fuck with us the whole time. It would be amazing. It would be one of my favorite probably be my favorite episode by the end of it, I would imagine. And then I would, yeah, be, would and then be I'd be really fun. hurt because then he'd be like, no, that wasn't character, dude. I just fucking hate your guts. I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> right. never meet my heroes. Never meet my heroes. Uh, like, but, that was too close to home. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so so they, they come out, they cut a great promo. And then, of course, uh, Sammy Guevara comes out. Jungle Boy comes out. You know, they, they're getting everybody, everybody ready for that title uh, match. But the other thing I'm really excited about is they're doing another Anarchy in the Arena this with uh with the black uh black blood uh black what is black it black combat club black black pool combat club that's a fucking mouthful that's why they always just says bcc now um yeah so they they are uh the four of them are going against the young bucks uh adam uh adam uh, uh page sorry i almost said adam cole adam page and uh kenny omega and they have all you know stood up in the ring together now and said we are the elite so the elite is back and uh in 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 full flowed and uh full mode and as you guys remember last year when they did an anarchy in the arena with jericho and and the bcc that match was insane it might have stolen the show but i mean you also had punk there there was so much going on there was it was just a great show in general but that was one i know all of us were popping for so to get another Anarchy in the Arena at T-Mobile. I think that I think they just have to have an Anarchy in the Arena every every time they come around now, right? Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's, if it's a staple, I'm for it because that was a great match. It was amazing to see live. There was just so much shit going on, I think and I think the biggest better. pop last year was when uh, Eddie came out with the fucking thing of gasoline. It was going to set. Right. <laughs> he was going to fucking burn his ass. That was awesome. Yeah. That was crazy. That shit is just so over the top when they do anarchy in the arena that I love it. And like, honestly, it was you miss a little bit being in the arena, but I think it was still better being there. Like I did, like I watched it back the yeah. pay per view, of course, because I'm that I'm that big of a fan, and I wanted to see. You know, you yeah. you get a different perspective 
live versus home. Like same way when we went yeah. to WrestleMania this year, Sam, I watched it live there. Then I watched it at home, you know, because I wanted to see the camera angles, everything that's going on and just the whole production value of the pay-per-view versus being there live. I got to say, Anarchy in the Arena, if you are one of the lucky ones listening to this right now and going to be in the arena for that, I'm jealous because that shit was so cool to see. Like just looking around everywhere. Where the fuck is everybody? What are they yeah. doing? It was gnarly. I loved it. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Dude, it's the atmosphere of the arena. It legit yeah. feels like fucking anarchy, right? Absolutely. Like, you, you go to the snack booth and try to get some nachos. Like, bro, there could be people coming right out at you because they're just everywhere. They're taking over the entire arena. And what do you do it's with your nachos? What do you do with your nachos if you're if you're one of those fans, Brandon? Do you offer them nachos? Do you stand there and just casually continue eating, knowing that you're on film, or do you just hold it in awe? Well, it's I don't know, man. Because some of them were in line to get nachos and they literally knocked over the nacho bar or whatever. So I'd be like, yeah, I've been in line for an hour to get nachos. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's waiting in a, in an hour long line for well, you nachos? you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It'd be bitter. Yeah, it would be, I mean, yeah, would be, be like, it's right oh, but I'm still hungry. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get Man. you on that. No, I got to was- say, um, one of the matches that I did catch a little bit of was Taya Valkyrie and Lady Frost. Yes. Bob for Lady Frost because she's a friend from the Pittsburgh area. So congrats. That's awesome that you got your dynamite debut. That was, I mean, it was in a loss, but um, I mean, she looked good. I mean, the match was good. I I agree. I I actually saw that one live before I went to dinner because before I went to dinner, I I popped it on and then I recorded it and I watched the rest of it today. Um, But yeah, that was a good match. I'm excited for that um, with with, with Taya and uh, Jade Cargill because... They've brought in just about everybody that's not on a WWE roster at this point to try and take down Jade, and yeah. no one's been able to do it. So I'm just curious: are they going to run out? Are they going to? Is the streak going to continue for for uh, no losses? I mean, Goldberg in the '90s famously, what did he get to? Like 177 or some shit like that? He was up there. Yeah, it was. It was really. They took high. a taser or a cattle prod to get him down. So yeah, from Scott Hall. Yeah, I remember. Man. But, I mean, is that what they're going to have to do? Is someone going to have to cheat to take down Jade? But Jade's like, she's not the baby face in this either. She's got a streak and she's a heel, which is so interesting because Goldberg, the streak, and he was the ultimate baby face for the the company, right? So. Yeah. So it's it's just interesting. When do you you pull the plug on this streak? I'm just, I'm really, I'm really, really curious to see because, and I love Jade. I got to meet Jade when we were in, uh, at the show in January. She's, absolutely as beautiful on tv as she in, in person as she is on tv she's just you know everything about her so the confidence everything like that i'm just she's she's a beautiful person let's say and uh uh she was really nice um to meet so i'm a fan and i and of course i like the heels too i think every, everybody listening to the show at this point knows that i'm I, I have a thing for all the heels so um yeah that's gonna be a great match what else is there there's the tag team match i'm really excited for yeah. Uh, the for the for the world titles um, uh, was it uh, FTR and Double J and uh, Jay uh, Lethal and Jay Lethal um, with Mark Briscoe. Yeah, that dude. Mark Briscoe as the as the as the referee. So he came out the uh, last night and slapped everyone in the face. He literally literally yeah. slapped everyone on both sides. And it's like I'm calling like basically kind of they're setting it up so that he's uh, he doesn't have uh, a motive. In the match, right? yeah, 
you're going to try to keep it fair. Yeah, that'll be a good match. I just, dude, the fact that Jeff Jarrett is in a championship match on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year in 2023, good for that, dude. I don't know what he knows. I don't know what he knows, but damn, he knows something to to be in that spot. He's he's part of one of those blue-blooded wrestling families when you think about it. I mean, the Jarretts are – he's been – he's – He's made to do this. That's what his purpose yeah. is. So, I mean, and to that point, dude looks amazing. Like, I know the guy gets a lot of shit on social media and everything. Never, all the hardcore wrestling fans are like, Jeff Jarrett this, Jeff Jarrett that. He's fucking, he's going to come in and ruin the company. I'm like, dude, relax. The guy is a different person now. Like, he's been through a lot, you know. He's, he's, he's in great shape. He enjoys doing it. Why the fuck not? Why you got to hate on a guy who just enjoys doing what he's put, put on this planet to do, you know? He's there to be a heel. He's a great fucking heel because people hate him. Yeah, people hate him in real life. That's what that's what makes the, yeah. a perfect heel. I mean, we had Jake yeah. Jake Roberts on here, Jake the Snake, years ago, and we, he's talking about how a lady fucking believed that she hated him so mat so much based on just his character, she slashed a fucking razor blade across his fucking back. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's ultimate heel shit. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. I, I am excited for that match because. Even FTR, those dudes are like old school wrestling, right? right. Those dudes, it's they look like they walked match. out of the 80s. So they, this will be a, a great match. Just technical wrestling. It's going to be fucking awesome. I couldn't agree more. Man, Br- Briscoe being a part of it, they're playing off the angle of, you know, all those ROH matches that FTR and the Briscoes had. Uh, legendary matches, obviously. Um, if you haven't seen them, you should go check them out. Because t- I didn't watch them live. Brandon, you told me to go make sure I checked that, uh, that last one out. It was but yeah. almost a year ago now. Fucking insane. Yeah. Great tag team match. Um, oh, good stuff. I wanted to ask you, Brandon, because I don't know if Sam will have any clue about what I'm about to ask. And yeah. I don't know that much, but I know that you uh, were bigger. I think it was, he, I think he came from ECW. Sabu came Sabu. out. And he's gonna That's where we're going with this. Thing. All right. All right. So. Sabu's you gotta fucking educate awesome. me. You gotta educate me on Sabu a little bit. I know a little bit. I know, like I said, I believe it was yeah. ECW that he was yeah. that he really made his mark um, in the wrestling world on. And I've heard yep. about him on podcasts and stuff, but I don't. I didn't watch him enough. I wasn't an ECW guy. So yeah, um, fill me in on, on on how big that is. That's huge. Well, all right, because I got some hate towards that whole that whole angle so we'll talk about that separate we'll build up Sabu first though. okay Sabu was fucking great he invented a lot of moves that had never never been seen before in a wrestling ring back in the early 90s in ECW um he had this whole gimmick where they had him train like train uh chained to a gurney had like Hannibal Lecter mask on like it was a whole thing like he was he was nuts right like that's how they loved him up. already he would come out and just jump through tables himself and break the tables and just be insane. But, you know, over time that evolved and it developed into more of a character. And, dude, Sabu is infamous for, like, some of his barbed wire massacre matches. Him and Terry Funk have a great one where they take the ropes off of the ring, wrap it with just barbed wire, and they just go at it. Terry Funk is Uh, There's a match, I think it's, like, 95, 96, 97, where infamously, like, Sabu went up against the barbed wire. It slit his bicep clean like deep and they didn't stop the match he just had his manager go to the back get super glue and they glued it up and he taped it and they just kept going so sabu's badass the dude is right he he lives up to his moniker the homicidal suicidal genocidal like he is he is legit now them bringing him into this angle come on man you're talking adam cole and roderick strong against five on the jas side right Right. And they're bringing in Sabu, who's like fucking. He looks good for his age, but come on, man, it's like sixty years old. What's he gonna do? I think you know he's. It, that, I think you missed it, but this is what you get for not doing your homework. He's just there as a special enforcer. It's the match is, is is Jericho versus Adam Cole. Okay, if he's an enforcer, <laughs> he's already biased because he's throwing chairs at the JAS. Would yeah. this not? Come on. <laughs> I think that's why, but he's he's there to to help. I don't know because it's a no holds barred match. It's non it's non If I could say the fucking word, non can't even <laughs> fucking. I'm not. You said it right. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's a non sanctioned match. Non. All right. Here, I'm gonna I'm putting this out there in the universe. Sanctioned. You there it is. Wrong. Sanctioned. Non sanctioned. Oh. Jesus. You could call me wrong on Monday or next week's podcast or whatever. I'm saying you see the return of 
Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish, and you have the undisputed era put back together. Oh, I think that's actually a great call. I was I was thinking about what whatever happened to those guys because when Adam Cole got hurt, I was like I was actually like on a on a professional level, I was like, man, that's gotta suck if like you're man like you're in a group and one of the guy goes one of one of the guys go down. And he was the guy that was carrying the storyline. I mean, because Adam Cole yeah. was, I mean, let's, let's call, call it what it was. You know, he's carrying that storyline. Yeah. So I, I was like, man, what are, what are these guys? Doing? Luckily, as we learned from Darby, AEW is the most open company there is out there. So I'm sure they were able to find work and, you know, still provide for their families and, and do whatever, do all the, all those things that you need to do in, as a professional human. But, uh, as far as storyline and, and developing, because I thought before Adam got hurt, man, that shit was cool. Like that was, he was a great heel. And of course, when he comes back, he's not going to be a heel. You can't be a heel after the, after that long. No one's going to root against you, you know. So right, um, have him come back. Have I would like to see that. I would like to see that for those two guys too. And I think you're right. I, that's that's that 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 completes a five on five. I think you might be onto something there. I, that's that was my initial thought because I'm like. <laughs> When they brought Sabu out, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like, good for Sabu, but this is weird. Like, where, where is this going? And, okay, how else are they going to even the odds? Who makes sense here? And I'm like, oh, those guys. That Obviously, they haven't been on TV in so long. They haven't really popped up anywhere else. Bobby Fish was in TNA for a hot second, but oh, that was, was gone. That was like a cup of coffee, you know? Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think we see that happen. So uh, Either way, I mean, I'm, I, either way we'll, we'll follow up on that for sure on Monday, but Either way, yeah. I'm really excited for that match. I know, yeah. I know that Jericho has just been. I even texted him a, like a couple months ago, um, and I was like, "Honestly, dude, the way that you're in your 25th year of professional wrestling career, and you're just putting over so many of the of the of the new guys over in your company right now, and really blending the lines too. I mean, I think he's always done this in his career." but I never recognized it until just a few months ago. So I texted him. I was like, dude, this is really cool the way you're like bringing everybody into, uh, you know, your storylines and, and your, your ability, the hall of famer that he obviously is. Um, and just really putting over everybody. And I think it's really good. And, and each, and each guy gets their, like their time to shine with Jericho. And I think that's really cool. Um, Adam Cole is already, a badass to me. I love Adam Cole. For everything about his charisma when he comes out, um, you know, me and Frankie pop when he when when you get the Adam Cole baby is all about the boom. Yeah, it's it's just it's a great. I guess I guess somewhat of a gimmick, but I just think he's just got great charisma um, and he's a great wrestler too. So really happy to see him back in a in a pay per view. I mean, has he wrestled? He didn't wrestle last night, so I haven't seen him in the ring since. He's been talking a lot, but I haven't seen him wrestle since yeah i don't think he has i think this would be his first match right yeah that's a good that's a good first match to come back to pay-per-view against chris jericho that's fucking sick yeah. <laughs> that's awesome dude it's, it's gonna be a great card the one thing i want to ask you if you noticed because i saw it i think it was during the opening match there was a split second where there was a static screen where it kind of looked like the broadcast feed got dropped but didn't because they still had the AEW logo on the corner, so it was something that they obviously pushed through. It wasn't it wasn't a broadcast drop. What do you think that was? To be honest, I didn't notice it. It was in the first match. What was the first match? That was uh, uh, Ricky Starks. No, no, uh, no, no, no. It was uh, Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Fletcher. Oh, and the Aussie. That was a great match. I forgot about that match. That was a fan. I've never. I don't know much about that Aussie dude. Fletcher, uh, whatever his name is. So you should check them out, Aussie Open, because their leader is fucking great, Will Ospreay. Well, I know, I know Will Ospreay. I know that he came from that camp, but I don't. But like, I've never watched them when they when they do those crossovers when 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 they come over and and and, uh, get past the forbidden door. I've seen Will Ospreay. He's amazing. I saw I saw him last year or whatever at the Forbidden Door pay per view. That was fucking sick. Um, great wrestlers, great talent. I should have known this guy, Fletcher, would have been the same, like have that same caliber of stuff. And who better than or- than our friend Orange Cassidy to be holding this title that, that is basically, they call it the 
international title, but come on, it's the Forbidden Door title. But can we just call it the Forbidden yeah, Door title? Like every yeah. time you just bring somebody in from uh, from around the world, which I think is brilliant. And who better? Orange Cassidy is such a good in-ring worker and character yeah. that he can go with anybody. That's why it's like it could be fly the dude in fucking 24 hours before and I'm going to show I'm going to have a good match with him. That's that's what Orange Cassidy represents. Speaking of I'll get back to your question in a second, Brandon, but it, it just segues too perfectly. The fact that Orange Cassidy is going to do a 21-person blackjack match for his title, I'm really interested to see what that is because it's basically it's a battle royal that he's going to be in yeah. and, and have the title up to the winner against 21 other people. That's <laughs> I, I know I was, that it's just ridiculous, and I love story. I love – we don't even know who the people are going to be yet, right? They're just going to pick no. people from the fucking locker room and just throw them out there. It's going to be complete madness. And I just knowing Orange, like, as we do, like, I just think that he's going to have so much fucking fun with this match. Like, I just... Yeah. yeah. Has but, funny but, parts. There's going to be some good bits in there. Comedy bits, oh. some good spots. It's going it's to be a good... It'll be entertaining for sure. Absolutely. And actually to answer your question, I do think that we get a surprise. Some Something surprise happens during that too. I think it's going to be a, I don't know who, you know, I can't venture a guess because I don't know international wrestlers like you do, Brando. Um, yeah. I stick to AEW and WWE. It's all I have time for. Um, and I, there was a few years there when I met, I was not watching wrestling regularly. So I fell, I fell back a little bit. However, so I wouldn't even be able to venture a guess on who it's going to be, but I think it's going to be a, being a pay-per-view, I think someone's going to sign. I think it's going to be somebody big enough that they're going to sign as Ali Elite and not, and not just be a forbidden door match um, or storyline that they're going to build up. I think you're spot on, dude, because the next, well, that's the next show after this one, right? It's Forbidden Door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, so. shit. I didn't even put that, put that together. Look at you, Brando. It makes sense. It makes sense. Dude, honestly, though, look, it goes... Double or nothing, forbidden door, and then they're going Wembley, right? So this is a big fucking arc for them. This is this is yeah. great. Like, this is... And when you know Wembley's going to be huge, I can't. I... Of course, I think I don't know where, where they're at now, but like when we checked in last week, it was like what sixty thousand seats sold already. Whoa, it was that many already for something that's happening in yeah. August. Fucking yeah. sick. Fucking sick. So it's it's going to be fucking that, phenomenal. Dude. Good Congrats to everyone over there. When Pac is going to come back? Is Pac injured? Dude, there you go. I don't know. I haven't I seen him on TV. I haven't seen him in a yeah. minute. He, he was, I mean, he was in the thick of it for that transatlantic title when that's what it was called. Now it's yeah. an international title. Everyone, by the way, is listening to you and me talk about this just like Sam. They're like, I have no idea what these guys are fucking talking about. Actually, our, actually, our, like actually our, our listeners are wrestling fans too, so that I take that back. Yeah. Sam's the only one. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't have as much input, but I, I mean, I follow, I track what you're talking about. I, I know enough. I watch, I do watch when I watch, I watch AEW. And, Speaking uh, of someone WWE. we haven't seen in a while on TV, and I'm, I'm really curious to ask you guys about this because maybe he's just been on, on dark. I haven't been watching dark, but uh, uh, Dan Housen, uh, because we have a fun story about last, last time we were in Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, two fun stories, actually. I sat next to we we both we all sat next to his parents. They introduced themselves, and that was really cool. Um, shout out to your parents, there, Danhausen. Um, but the, my favorite thing was when we were walking down the strip when uh, while we were there, they were walking to T-Mobile to go see the the pay per view, and I don't even remember why. But Sam was like, "Oh yeah, we'll just uh, we'll get that uh, Dan Hussein guy to uh, to do something." He's trying to make a joke, and use Danhausen as part of the joke and like doesn't he always say like hussein i'm like he doesn't say any of those things sam and his name is dan Housen, not dan hussein he did dan hussein <laughs> Although, it would be brother. amazing if he if he's been away from tv and he came back as dan hussein and 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 had like a whole new gimmick that would be pretty cool he's just like an iraqi sympathizer now like <laughs> <laughs> back to like 19 19- 92 or whatever it was people love Uh, nostalgia man people love nostalgia and i will i will put money down that during the time that i found him yes i got the name wrong but he was calling everyone like if it was brando it would be like uh brando housing 
or Hussein. Right. But uh, it wasn't Hussein, it was, though. It, but the it, point it was, was, was it all over. Yes, I did. <laughs> and now I'm going to make an action figure of him as Dan Hussein and send it to him for his toy YouTube channel. He, he opens. Oh, I'm so. sure he's going to love that. Oh, that reminds me on toys, Sam. You'll like this hotel I'm staying at. Oh. I don't want to give away. Whatever. Uh, they won't find my room. Um, the hotel I'm staying at has a little comic book store in it that was really cool. Oh, I went and walked w- walked through. I think I'm gonna grab something for Frankie before I leave. Um, nice. Had some had some old uh, toys and collectibles in there too, and I thought of you when I went in there. So I'm gonna have to sh- I'm gonna have to take some pictures and send it to you and see if there's anything you would like me to grab for you. Speaking oh, of nice. Sam, I went to a comic book store last week and I picked some up. These are the first. Wow, com- what'd you get? I think these are the first comics I ever bought. You're probably gonna make fun of me, but here. I'm interested. Wow, this is a turn I didn't expect. Oh, I, I, I used to have that. that. I had that, that as a kid. It's Ren and Stimpy. Take, take, take away. I, I know. Hold on. I gotta turn off my fucking. I didn't even see it all, and I already knew what it was. Ren and yeah. Stimpy Spider-Man, right? Yeah, it is. What they have a Ren and Stimpy Spider-Man? Yeah, Marvel did a, a run of Ren and Stimpy, and that was a crossover. I had that. Yeah, yeah I used to have that. Spider-Man vs. Powder Toast Man. Oh, I, I got a bunch, sick. dude. I got a bunch of uh, different Ren and Stimpy ones. Uh, I used to you think love those aren't Ren worth any money the way those you're are- holding so, it? Funny enough, back, I think it was like season three or season two, before he got canceled, I reached out to John Kay because I wanted him to do a caricature of Johnny in the Ren and Stimpy, like, you know, signature style and something that we could use online or on t-shirts and just have that character before we developed Scully. That's okay. Scully is amazing. Obviously I'd prefer to keep using Scully, but before I forget this brought, I was just thinking about this Brando we need, and we're going to do it. This is a little behind the curtain for y'all, for y'all listeners right now. We need to verse ourselves in using AI to create cartoons and imagery for us for the, for the show. So it's, because we could do that. that, we could do that with like yeah. clipouts and say stuff like you know, like animate a story that we're talking about, and we could use AI to do it. So why not? It would take it would. I know you. It would take you a long time if you just did it by yourself. But if you tell, if you just, you know, you have to be able to use AI as a tool. But you could get it done in in a fraction of the time and effort that it would normally take. So you want us to make ones like the rock eating rocks? Did you guys see that one? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Google awesome. it. Uh, <laughs> well, we, the other thing is, we if, if we get if we get cool with it, we could also have uh, Edsel Dope. We could talk to him. He's doing all this stuff where we can make it look like real and shit. Like we could use well, like, some of our. We could have like some of the famous people that come on the show. We, and we could like render something before we know they're going to come out and like show it to them on the show and make it make them do like some stupid shit that they would never actually say, but be like, hey, this is where, where it's going. You better be ready. <laughs> you know? That's how we can get you canceled real quick. Oh, right? absolutely. We don't even have to use the real footage. No, it'll, yeah. it'll just be you guys are just going to. I know Brandon's going to make me say something stupid. Now that I said that, he's going to go figure out how to make me say something stupid in, in AI. It's amazing. We were just- <laughs> Did you say email? Brandon from Adobe, where like now it uses AI and for like Photoshop and stuff, you can say, Hey, yeah, I want this to be a reflection of a river here. And they just AI does it now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It would be great to be able to to use our Scully guy that Brandon developed and put him in real situations and shit like that. Maybe make a couple of Scully guys for you guys now that you're co hosting the show. And like just putting us through some of the stories that we've actually said, just like for little things, totally behind the scenes. Everyone was just like, "Why are they talking about this right now?" I thought we we're going to be talking about AEW's double or nothing, but hey, that's what you get. Enjoy. All right, I love that. Let's do it. We just got to find the right um, systems and prompts to put in there. But yeah, I'm down. Yeah, let's go back. What do you think this fucking is with the the, the static screen? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think I, it's, it can only mean one thing. Was it what Max Hedrum? Yeah, Max Hedrum, obviously. What? CM Punk. CM you Punk. Think CM Punk's coming back, huh? Yeah, come on. That first two seconds of Living Colors called a personality. They have that little static, right? His fucking entrance video has that little static. Like this was an obvious tease that CM Punk is coming back. That would be fucking huge if they did it in Vegas again too. 
This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey you, did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. I knew, I mean, the, you, you know, everything's happened. It's all out there in, in the press and stuff. You and I, Brandon, talked about the possibility of this all being an angle anyway. Um, I'm not saying that it was now, because it's it, right. that's the longest angle I've ever seen and would be the most legendary thing I've ever seen in my life if they played it, played it off as, as this long of an angle of him being gone. Right. And also... It also might not be that far fetched. You, you, we did see him last last year um, when he was wrestling, and you could tell he was injured. Still, you can tell he was still injured. He was there was some ring rust for sure at the very beginning, but he had knocked that off, and then there was something else. He was injured, like you could just tell. Now, did they create this angle to give him time off? Is that possible? I don't know. Uh, it's not very probable at this point because it has gone so long. I feel like probably more so, you know, they had to let bygones be bygones and, and everyone had to put on their big boy pants in the locker room and realize that, like, all right, that sucked, but what's good for business is that we got to keep going on. And you know what, Punk, if you want to leave, sorry, we have you under contract. Like, that, we, we don't want you to leave. So I'm sure there was a lot of discussions on that, just like any other sports franchise would have a have a discussion with their star player like the lakers would have a have a discussion with lebron which they're gonna have to have uh here soon because lebron talked about possibility of retiring after he got swept um so there's i don't think he will but i i imagine i mean they asked him right after the fucking game and then everyone goes like oh i can't believe he said that it's like he just got swept in a very tough battle uh against the denver nuggets and you don't think he's even thought about retiring he needs surgery on his foot. He's 38 years old. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent there. But I bring it all back to say I feel like if it is punk, I think the more probable thing is that it was a business discussion that they, that they all had internally to get past it, a lot, of, a lot of money moves that have to be done, and they came to that. However, what I want to believe is that it's the most brilliant angle I've ever fucking seen in my life. What say you guys? Yeah, I, I that it's more fun that way, right? If it's yeah. an angle, <laughs> obviously, because yeah, but I, no, you're probably right. Like it was people putting their big boy pants on, a lot of money moves, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it comes down to business, man. Yeah, you need ratings, you need sponsors, and you got to get people in those seats and watching. So. And, you know, I mean, Punk didn't come back for the money, I don't think. I think Punk came back just like everyone else does. I mean, he sat at home for 10 years and was like, fuck, man, I I still got it. I still want to go out there and do it. I I don't fault everyone who gets, like, all upset about people just fucking either do one or the other, retire or don't. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, when you have a passion for something that you put in so much time for and it's, it's out of love, at least at the very beginning, you do it because you fucking love it. 
I can't imagine walking away from the stage. Like, I mean, I was on a temporary retirement there myself. And now that I'm back, I mean, and I didn't like it. I did not like my temporary retirement. You guys know. I fucking hated it. I wanted to get back yeah. out there and do what I, do what I what I love to do, not for the money, because it was it was good for my personal well being, you know. And I think the parallel we can make there is like CM Punk getting into MMA that first fight. That's like you during the pandemic era. <laughs> right. That's fucked up. You gotta put you gotta throw that image up there when he did his is is the after fight. That's fucked up. Uh, that's funny though. No, but uh, to your point. Dude, look, you were only gone five years. You did this your entire career. You're on stage. You have that rush. You're doing it out of passion. Right. And you have that energy from the fans too, right? It's got to be the same. Yeah. I, I mean, I could. that's what I'm saying. I, you could draw a lot of uh, uh, parallel aspects of this, right? That's what I feel yeah. for guys like Punk who get – Dragged through the mud. I don't know if he's a good person. I've never met the dude. I don't know what the fucking whole beef was about or anything like that. I ain't choosing sides. I'm just saying when you look at it as a fan or somebody else like that, like why you got to put in your two cents like you know something about what's going on with this guy's life? Like, no, dude. Like, he wanted to come back because he loves fucking wrestling, you know? Like, let the dude do what he's going to do. And unlike music with wrestling, you have a time limit. Like, you can't do that our life i think you have a time limit in music right. too i just i just think it's i don't know one. dude i see you like Stone, i know but there. the stones are the outliers let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i would love to be a stones stones era fuck man you I have a, you you have a, you have a shelf british. life if you don't get if you don't get as big as the stones for sure you have a shelf life if you're not british look ozzy you got the stones you got who else i mean i mean the eagles on. did it for a while they're american but the, yeah. the but you know the thing is, you have to get to a certain level for that to make sense. Because you're only going to play stadiums what like once. You're going to play like a show once a month, maybe twice a month, maybe. Because you can do it, and you just go out and do a stadium at like 80 years old. You have you need a couple weeks to recover from that at 80 weeks old or 80 years old, I think. So, anyways, Punk comes back. I want to believe it's an angle. It's probably not. I'm going to tell everyone it was an angle the whole time, though. Um, <laughs> It would be a big pop though for this double or nothing pay per view, and to be I don't honest, think it was, I don't, I don't think you're getting it. Thinking about it, they just announced the first collision is in Chicago. Yes, they did. Tony did announce that too. Collision is in yeah. Chicago. If CM Punk is back by then, that would be. I mean they they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to put it in, in the arena. They're gonna have to do like two nights of it. I mean it, it'll be completely sold out. I mean it will be anyway because Collision's a big announcement. But on yeah. top of that. Like it would just make it that much more special, and yeah. as you're saying it now, man, what an angle to bring him back against. Uh, if MJF gets through the fight and is still champion, they were pushing for that angle before all this shit happened last year. They were pushing for MJF versus Punk for the title. You could see it; the writing was on the wall. Yeah. That's what they were going for. And then on both both camps, like they're they're setting it all up. Like both camps were fucking wild, right? Like. MJF has his problems. CM Punk has his problems. If this was all just the way that they played out this angle, I just, it's, ugh, it would be the most, it would make me so happy to like live it and then like years from now listen to a podcast about them talking about how brilliant that angle was. Just like they do with like 83 Weeks, which I'm a huge fan of, you know? So it's like, uh, that would just be. It would change the industry, I think. I think it would change the industry. So no one's done an angle that long. The longest one was Hogan Sting, and that was like 15 months that they did. Do you think the Montreal Screwjob was an angle? No, that was done. That was not an angle. <laughs> it would have been brilliant if that? it was, but that was not. You do, do you not know what the Montreal Screwjob was? I, I've heard you guys talk about it before, but I don't, I don't remember what it is. For me and other, I feel like I've talked a lot, and I got to drink my Manhattan brand new filming. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll give me a little background. So, in, in short, Red Hart was the WWF champion at the time. He was leaving to go to WCW and didn't want to drop the title um, at the pay per view because it was in Canada. So, okay. he agreed that he would come on to Raw the next night out of contract and just relinquish the title. WWE or WWF didn't trust that that would happen, so 
they called. I, I like you saying that. I just, I just got through it. It's 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 known that it was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon yeah, right. did his thing. Oh, so Vince you're saying they said that the next day, yeah, you can do it, but then yeah. the ref called it as him losing. So there was a very only a few people knew about it. So in the middle of the match, um, it was him versus Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels puts Bret Hart in his own signature move, the sharpshooter, and the referee calls that Bret has tapped out, even though he did not tap out visibly you can see that he don't, did not tap out and it was within Michaels seconds of the hold being put on within like seconds of the hold yeah. being put on like first under five yeah. seconds as soon as the hold was on the fix was in ref yeah. hit, says hit the hit the bell hit the bell Shawn michaels takes the belt they have security there to take michaels out of the arena because people are just getting fucking rowdy and throwing shit Bret Hart's pissed. He destroys the announce table. He motions WCW into the camera. Oh, really? It's on Vince McMahon. And yeah, then, you know, backstage, Vince says, all right, you know what, whatever. And let's Brett punch him. So Brett gives him a fucking shiner. And it's a whole thing. It's he a whole thing. Life. He, he didn't let him. him. That's not the story. I, I, I watched a few documentary documentaries on this, actually, and including the A&E, A- 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 e, rather, uh, documentary on Bret Hart and where, where they cover this too. Um, and Vince and him talk about it. Vince came in to talk to him, basically man to man. He didn't just let him punch him. Bret came from across the room and fucking clocked him. And, and like, <laughs> wow. he was that pissed. People were rioting, dude. Like, people were in Montreal were rioting. Yeah. He's like the biggest Montreal. And they're Canadian. They're super nice. Yeah, they don't riot a, there. That's their hero. <laughs> He but he is over. their Superman. He is the Canadian yeah. Superman. Think about the time. He was the Canadian wrestler that was the top man at WWF for years. Like this oh, he's was, one of my favorites. This is Hogan. This I is actually Hogan just saw, of Canada. He's one of the first 25 people to be on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw that not too long ago. I just yeah. saw it like right before this podcast. Who's the number one? He was like number two. He was like on the on the graphic. Jim he was Carrey's like probably number one. It's got to right? be. It's got to be that singer. Why am I drawing a blank? He had the amazing Valentine's Day special on Netflix a few years ago. Um, Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. He's definitely on there. <laughs> He's Canadian. You didn't know Michael Bolton was Canadian, bro? No. I mean, it's not surprising, but yeah, dude, that's where the Canadian tuxedo came from. That dude wearing a fucking all jean outfit. That was that was it. <laughs> dude. Well, by the way, side note. Do you guys remember that Valentine's Day special? Yeah. No. Oh, I watched it. Brandon's too young. It was it was five years ago. He's too young. Go find the Michael Bolton <laughs> Valentine's Day uh, uh, special on Netflix. It or is. not. It's okay. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Sam. That thing was brilliant. I watched that like five it times. Was, it was on, funny. On, on, on Valentine. Oh, I, it was brilliant. You're, you're underselling it. You're underselling it. <laughs> Speaking of selling it. So you asked me if that ang- if that angle about that potential angle. Let's see. Yeah. Can I can I ask? Oh, I'll ask a, a wrestling question. I got my kids coming here from the school here in a minute. I um, say hi. You know, you mentioned that Jack Perry was talking about driving into Vegas, which means he's yeah. probably coming in from Los Angeles. And I was thinking about it as you were talking. I was like, there's not very many from Los Angeles. No, most of them are like Florida and other places, right? Or are there other so usually Florida and Georgia active wrestlers? Florida and Georgia Florida, are the yeah. two places where where most wrestlers that I've ever met uh, reside. Yeah, it's interesting because that's where the companies. That. That's where like the the. I mean, that's where the Mid South was created um, back in the in the in the sixties and seventies. So, and it's just always been deep rooted there. Um, Vince McMahon was the outlier. Uh, coming in from the north with uh, from Connecticut, so um, that was different. And Hollywood Hogan was a sham. He was never actually in Hollywood. So. He was in Hollywood, Florida. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. No, seriously, that was. The, oh, really? Was, yeah. yeah. But they played the angle that way because he was he was doing uh, he was doing movies at the time. That was the whole thing. Interesting. <laughs> Everything about Hollywood Hogan was was a parody of itself. That's why it was so fucking oh, rad. Yeah. <laughs> That was, hey, uh, that was my favorite Hogan moments, for sure. I mean, I, I, I loved, uh, you know, yellow and red when I was a kid, but when I was a teenager and he was heel, nothing beat that. Nothing beat that. With that beard? Dude, the shoe <laughs> polish beard was fucking amazing. So Just so straight good. up amazing. <laughs> Love it. Oh, uh, let's, there, so what other matches we got? We got we to let Sam go. So let's finish up some matches here real quick that we're excited about. There's uh, 
what else? What, what, what am I missing, Brando? Uh, I got the social outcasts. Oh, the outcasts. Yeah, the outcasts. Uh, you got uh, Hater and Tony Storm in a rematch, right? Because Hater took the title from Tony when they were, you know, reversed uh, heels and, and, and faces. So now it's the other side of the coin. Never thought I'd see Britt Baker be a uh, and 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 uh, and Hater be faces in the company. By the way, I just always assumed that they would always be bad guys. I was like, oh, that's fucking rad. But that's neither here nor there. That should be a great match. I know you're a big fan of both of those ladies, Brando. I am. What's that? I am. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said Bam like fucking yeah. <laughs> fucking Step Brothers. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's um, gonna be exciting. Who else is on the on the card? I really don't even know. I was trying to. I mean, I I was trying to think of uh, of everything. I think we covered all the ones that I was uh, talking about or thinking about. Um, if we missed any, you could probably just go uh, see the entire card. I, I'm sure there's a couple that are still haven't even been announced um, that will be announced yeah. when this podcast comes out or after Rampage. They'll probably have a couple things. I know they'll have undercards. And whatnot. So everyone probably just needs to go over to AEW.com and uh, find out who's all on the cards over there or their socials and everything like that. Um, but again, to tie a bow on it, I'm excited about the entire night. But as as a friend, a close friend at this point, getting to see Darby in the main event at the pay-per-view, I think, is what brings it all back home to me. You know, like, uh, and the, the time that the three of us spent together last year... At, at Double or Nothing, something I'll never forget. Obviously, it's great hanging with you boys, going going there, just the three three of us dudes, getting a bunch of work done, and enjoying wrestling. I want to. Hey, what's up, Soya? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Well, their first cameo. Oh, Charlotte's hey. here too. We're talking wrestling. We're talking AEW. You guys excited for the pay per view this weekend? <laughs> Can they hear me? Yes, they are. Okay. Yeah, you guys. Maybe you guys come over to the house. Maybe we'll come over to the house and watch it with me. I got a, I got a couple things to do in the afternoon, but then I'm gonna. That's which is why I'm not gonna make the flight out there. I really wanted to take Frankie out there, but uh, we're gonna be watching at our house at the upstairs bar. So, Sawyer, you want to come over? He's pumping his fist. Oh, you're just looking at yourself. Uh, All right, narcissist, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's Lex Luger in it, dude. <laughs> That's a reference. Uh, to your point, Johnny. Last last year in Vegas was great. We recorded a bunch of stuff that never saw the light of day, but we just posted it all on YouTube. So go mm-hmm. check it out. There's some weird shit that went down. Oh, I wanted um, to ask you about that. Did you? Is there? Is the footage of me uh, giving Nolan a ear piercing lost, or can we get that one too? Ooh, yeah. I don't have that one. Maybe Nolan. It was on it. someone else's phone. So check your. I'll look phone. it up. It might be it's on. Definitely there. not on my phone. I've already checked. I remember this now. All right. Yeah, check check your phones because I don't have that one. That's the only. Well, one. The other thing that was funny is uh, I have a video of Zach getting down to his underwear uh, <laughs> before coming in, and I just remember sitting I don't know in if a we car, need to post that to YouTube, too. hiding and watching him just get naked, being like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> and just for clarification for everyone, Darby and uh, Nolan and Zach all showed up at the same time, and Darby said, "Hey, let me go in." Do something crazy when you come in. So that was his crazy thing. It was like, I guess I'll just get down to my underwear. Yeah. So that was such a fun time. Such a fun time. Always we'll have fond memories of Double or Nothing. We could end it with our fa- I know our collective favorite memory from our great with a great quote from our good friend Tony Khan. Double or nothing in Las Vegas. Forever. Oh. i fucking love it i'm i'm here for it let's fucking go tony i love double or nothing every year in las vegas memorial day weekend it's a fucking blast uh take it from us you got to go out if you're not making it this year make it next year make it the next year after that it is going to be there forever it's the best fucking pay-per-view of the year i think um and you guys got to go check it out I'm, i'm really amped for it thanks again for uh joining us here talking wrestling and uh, some other weird shit that we got into. So appreciate that. Until next time, boys, as always, cheers. Forever! Forever! Forever!
This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.